A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Thank you for downloading the Manchester City Football Social Podcast with Blooming Rising on this show, Sam Lee talks about Rafa Benitez and a very weird comparison with Pep Guardiola. We talk about uh, the Cardiff City game, a very, very big game for Manchester City. And of course, we look ahead to the FA Cup semi-final against Brighton. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. That would be really good. And leave us a five-star rating. We would really appreciate that too. Enjoy the show. Manchester City Football Social with Blue Moon Rising. Good evening and welcome. It is the Manchester City Football Social with Blue Moon Rising. I'm Natalie Pike and I am joined in the studio this evening by two guys that are seriously in the know. If you've got a question about City, if you want to know something about City, then these two know the answers. We are joined by Sam Lee from Goal and Adam from Blue Moon Rising. Hello. Good evening. She, she set you up well there, Sam. And you, mate. Eh? <laughs> no, no. Even even pedestal tonight. Hello, yeah, <laughs> no. Well, there's absolutely loads going on in the world of Manchester City tonight. Yeah, we've got, uh, obviously we've got two massive games this week. We've got Cardiff in a, a really big fixture tomorrow night. We've got Brighton coming up in the FA Cup semi-final this weekend. No Aguero tomorrow night. So uh, we're going to be asking you guys, are we going to miss him? Will Jesus be able to fit in quite nicely? Don't forget to get in touch as always on 0345 7625 or 87721 on the text or tweet us at MCRFootySocial. We're also going to be talking about Paul Merson's comments about Pep Guardiola and Rafa Benitez, which... Sam Lee's got uh, something to get off his chest there. <laughs> I'll be right um, after that. <laughs> we've got a bit of uh, Mo Salah talking nonsense about Sergio Aguero. And you've got a lot to get off your chest yeah, about that. Yeah, that's really wound me up. <laughs> uh, but first, Sam, we're going to talk some positive stuff. Mm. Under-18s last night, getting through to the FA Youth Cup final against Liverpool. Talk to us. You, you, you were there. You saw it. Yeah. Uh, nice and calm topic to start off with before we <laughs> go a bit mad later on. But yeah... Um, City beat West Brom 4-2 and, you know, there was a there was a massive golfing class between the two sides. But, that you know, City had still had to turn up and do their job. It's like the first team, you know, you expect there to be a golfing class, but you get those certain performances where everything goes City's way. And that was exactly what happened last night with the under-18s. Basically, everybody had a good game. Everyone played really well. Ben Knight, he's only 16 years old. They signed him from Ipswich last season. Spurs were trying to get him. Um, I think Mauricio Pochettino even like went and met him to try and get him to go to Spurs, but City got him in the end. Like I say, he's still only 16. He's not 17 until November. He scored twice last night. He was really good. Felix Nemecha, you probably know a bit more about um, the younger the younger brother um, of the other. Nemecha, who is now elsewhere on loan at Preston, um, mm. he, he was really good. He scored a goal. Tommy Doyle, we all know about him and his City links. He was really good. He scored a good goal. The Spanish lads, Bernabe, Terezi, they were good. Basically, everyone was really good. It was a bit of a weird game because City were 1-0 up, bossing it, and then West Brom scored out of nowhere 10 minutes before half-time. Then there was a slip at the back. West Brom could have been winning 2-1 at half-time. That would have been kind of like a, a mini typical City. Um, but the second half, they came out. That City bossed it again. 
there was like one or two mistakes at the back in each half, but that was it. City really were on top of it. Played really well, like I say, individual performances all over the place. Um, and they're going to play Liverpool in the final. How Ooh. good are this team? So we, we've seen City get to the FA Youth Cup final a few times over the last few years. Yeah, we've lost three times to Chelsea mm. since yeah. 2008. New challenge this time. But how this is a really young uh, FA Youth Cup team though, isn't it? Yes. Like, by all standards. So um, Yeah, well, like, like I say, with Knight, he's 16 and he's smaller than everyone else as well. But he, you know, he, he darted into the box. There was a good cross from Bernard Bay, but it wasn't particularly aimed for anyone it was kind of a loose ball and he just nipped in and poked it in and then he ran across the the near post to flick on a header for the second goal and he's he's only a small lad um i spoke to him afterwards the confidence on this kid <laughs> honestly it's really good and it's always good to speak to footballers before the media training kicks in he's because more honest yeah very honest because i asked him like you know what what do you still have to work on in terms of you know i was thinking like attributes and that kind of thing and he said getting in the first team <laughs> because i don't want to be one of these kids who comes through the 18s and goes into the under-23s, and then, you know, the implication being he'd get sent out on loan. He wants to have a proper route into the first Love team, like that. Phil Foden. He's only been here, like, nice. this is his first season. Like I say, he's nowhere near 17 yet. So he's got his eyes set on that. There was loads of other stuff. He's, he gave an interview with the City website when he first came in, said he models himself on David Silva playing number 10, but he's played in all of the front three positions this season. So nice. he's, he's been a bit of a false nine. He played a bit off the right-hand side yesterday as well. He's got a lot to his game. So he's the youngest of the team. Um, Tommy Doyle, he... Tommy Doyle was really he's good. He's got real captain about him, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he really has because, you know, he added a lot of impetus to the game last night. Um, but also good technically. He's not just one of these players who got, just runs around and jumps into tackles. He's got a bit about him as well. The goal that he scored from outside the box, that was deserved. And again, it was a proper captain's performance. Demetra, he scored a good goal from from a good distance as well. And yeah, the, you know, these are talented kids. It's not been a great season for City. If you consider the UEFA Youth League, they went out of the group stages. They were kind of always up against it there. Um, the under-23s. The problem with that is they, you know, a lot of people are out on loan. The under twenty threes, they've been taking players from the under eighteens to play up an age group, and then they've been left. The under eighteens generally have been left with younger lads, and you know it's been a bit of a hodgepodge team. But it's all kind of coming together at the moment. And the Liverpool game, obviously, because what's going on with the seniors as well, it, it, it could yeah. be quite could be quite spicy. And the final, um, by coincidence, is at the Academy Stadium. Oh, just one leg. Why? Why is that? Do we know? Or is it- I think it's just decided at the start of the season. You know, like Champions League finals, they say the final's going to be here. And then, you know, if Atletico Madrid had got there this season, they would have been effectively playing at home. I think it's but the same thing as that. We don't know when it is yet. They've not announced. No. Um, obviously, it was only decided last night um, who would be there. So I think it's going to be some point in April. Because I was speaking to someone last night who was involved with the team who's going on holiday. He said, I might miss it. It'll be a busy one, that. Yes, it will with, be, yeah. I imagine they'll do... They'll, yeah. Well, if you look at the Chelsea one, that was very busy. Um... So, Sam, whilst we've got you all positive, talking... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you ready, everybody? Sam. Here's a, here's a <laughs> quote for you. Paul Merson on Rafa Benitez, mm. right? I think that he's up there with one of the best. We go on about Pep Guardiola and how great he is. Could he do what Rafa's doing at Newcastle on what they're getting? No chance. And go, Sam! Discuss. Well, there's, well, there's, <laughs> there's two bits to this, right? Um, Benitez, I think he is one of the best coaches in the Premier League. Like... In terms of doing a job, his job, he's very good at that. And he, he is, you know, he, he I think he's got more about him than managers like Sean Dice and obviously Tony Pulis in, in the past has been in the Premier League. Yeah. Now he's at Middlesbrough going for a promotion. I think he's got more about him than just defensive coaches like that, like Moyes and Allardyce. He is, he is a very good coach. But then you start 
bringing in Guardiola into it. That doesn't make any sense. And look, Newcastle are in, you know, they're in a particular situation there. Very little in investment. Very unhappy fans. It's not an easy job to do. So again, that works in his credit. And he, what Benitez is good at, as we've seen at Liverpool, is you know getting the fan base on side. And there's a lot yeah. of fans who who love him. And I, I can completely understand why. But bringing Guardiola into it, look, Newcastle, they're doing okay. They're not, you know, it's not like he's doing an amazing job in these terrible circumstances and they're going for six or seven. They're, and they're going to win the, the FA Cup. With the football that they're playing. Yeah, I mean, he's saying, could Pep Guardiola get seven more points than Cardiff? And Pep Guardiola, <laughs> in my estimation, and in the estimation of many people, is the best coach in the world at the moment, top five of all time. Could he get a team? Could he get Newcastle to win the Premier League? Probably not. No. Could he get him in the top four? Probably not. Could he get him in the top half? Maybe. Could he get him seven points ahead of Cardiff? Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, I mean that's that's just an opinion. But it's, I mean, there's, but there's fact as well. If, if you're going to bring other managers into it, Benitez is very good at what he does. Yeah. But he's now managing Newcastle yeah. because he's had opportunities to manage big clubs and they've not gone well. Yeah. Well, and 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 you always get this. Sean Dyche last season when Burnley were doing well, you heard people say, "Oh, I'd love to see him with a a big club's budget." So would I. Eddie Howe. Look, Eddie Howe as well. More, more so these kind of managers that are a bit more, a bit more circumspect, a bit more defensive. It's happened with Pulis as well in the past. People talk about why they don't get chances, but we know what's happened when managers like that get chances. Warrington at Liverpool, David Moyes at United, Allardyce for England. Yeah, Allardyce for England. They play underdog football, and you know the big players who want to play good football, they're not having it. We that is a fact. And another example, Benitez himself. Inter not so much. Inter was more a man management thing because he went in after Mourinho and said, we're doing things differently. And they said, we don't want to do that. And he was gone. Real Madrid, he could not handle those big players who want to play attacking football. He, he, he does not play attacking football like a big club should. So he's very good at Newcastle. He's very well suited to a club like that. But if you're going to bring in Guardiola and say, can the best manager in the world do what he's doing at Newcastle? Yes, he probably can. If you're going to flip it the other way, can Benitez do what Guardiola's doing at Newcastle, uh, at City? No, because he's already had a go at it at Real Madrid. True. And, so, and, and he's failed at it. So I do think Benitez is a very good coach at what he does. But let's let's not go mad. Shall we spice things up? We've got our resident Newcastle fan, Marley, in the studio. Because you've got a bit of a different opinion, obviously. So let's, uh, let's have yours. Yeah, um, basically I... Look, Pep Guardiola, in my opinion, is the best manager in the world right now. Easy. But the thing is, with if you if you brought his management and his style to Newcastle, we'd we'd struggle because we're not we haven't got the the um, the money to sort out like to improve the squad. So basically, when you're trying to get the very best out of Mohamed Diame. You know, DeAndre Yedlin. But he's not going to try and win the league with him. He's just got to try and keep him in the league, which is what just about Benitez is doing now. You know, you, you said you'd struggle. Newcastle are struggling, really. Yeah, but last like last season we came we we came tenth. Yeah, and that was like as good as it can get. That was the the fans were like looking at the table like at the end of the season like, oh my god, how did we finish tenth? Because we were we were scrapping relegation, and then all of a sudden between January and sort of March, we we won, you know five out of eight games or something like that and just flew up the table and ended up in 10th and everyone was like whoa how did how did that happen but a run like that I think Guardiola's perfectly capable of, 
of doing. And again, it, that is an opinion. And can we consider as well what Pep brings with him as well? So, <clears throat> I mean, if, if Pep was to join Newcastle, let's say, in this fantasy land, um, it's not only Pep that he'd bring, it is he, all the best coaches in the world. He'd bring, you know, his physios, his backroom staff. And then it's what he brings in terms of um, investment-wise as well. Because I reckon if you've got Pep Guardiola managing you, you're selling more shirts, you're selling... Well, not that you can sell more tickets, you lot, because uh, you're pretty much there already. But he's probably bringing in more commercial success because Pep, is the biggest name in world football. So everything else he brings with you, then when you bring all that together, then what do you think? But then all it is, is if you bring in all that, that commercial stuff, all the best coaches, and you make the club more attractive, where does that go in Newcastle? Mike Ashley's pocket. We don't get any of it. We don't, we don't say, oh, okay. I want 100 million of shirts and we've signed X, and, X, Y and Z and this means that we're a better team. Mike Ashley goes, yep, yeah, cheers, thank you. I'll go and buy another failing high street store and, and you won't have anything to spend on the, the players you want. It's staff. It's Can you imagine that's, that's Pep Guardiola That's the frustration Mike for us because, yeah, I mean, anything we we sort of do, it just, it only benefits Mike Ashley, which is the biggest bugbear of Newcastle fans' um, lives and for the, over the last however many years he's been in charge. I, th- I think there's no denying Benitez is doing a good enough job at Newcastle. But when you've got Pep, who's come in and broken all the records in Premier League history, basically, last season. There's doing a good enough job, and then there's being just exceptional mm. at what you do. If you took Pep to Newcastle, he would undoubtedly keep them in the league and would get them playing decent football, like Marley said. Yeah, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't be winning. They wouldn't be getting no, the Champions League, because it's, it'd be good football. It'd be good football, but like you say, you, you are restricted to what you can do. But I think what it comes down to is just another silly throwaway yeah. hypothetical comment that's got us all talking about it yeah. so he's done what was job. the context behind it did he literally just come out with it not sure well i saw it when i searched for it on twitter just before and just to double check it was posted by a newcastle twitter account and they said this man merson was recently saying benitez couldn't do the job that neil warnock's doing at cardiff so <laughs> he's just changing his mind isn't he like, like i say there's two bits of it benitez is a very good coach and look, when city, uh, when city lost at newcastle Whenever I've talked about that game, that wasn't a park-in-the-bus game. That was a very good, proactive approach. Yeah. Fine, that might have happened because City scored so early and they needed to come and chase the game. But they were excellently coached in that game. Yeah. And I'm really not taking that away from Benitez at all. It's just this other side of it, the punditry side of it, which just, it drives me mad, really, because it's just, it's nonsense, isn't it? Yeah. For the reasons I've yeah. tried to lay you, out. You're happy now, Sam? Yeah, we would let's <laughs> the rest of the show. Right. Are you, are you happy? Throw a very quick question. So Please why, do. so for example... Oh, no. If Pep could come in and, you know, make us a better team, could he finish better than 10th with, uh, with Newcastle? Considering, realistically, there's yeah. only 7th, 8th, 9th, Do you know what? to play I, for, as in Newcastle. But, but again, you, you said it was that it was that run of games at the end, and I think, you know, it's you don't need to be a particularly good or consistent side to get 10th. You know, you can do it with a run like that. Um, and if you look at Wolves at the moment, Wolves are a really good team, and, you know, if City were to play Wolves in the FA Cup final... Wolves will have a decent chance of winning that game. They're very good in those games, but they don't have that consistency. They went to Burnley and lost. They've lost twice to Huddersfield, and they're, but they're still seventh. So if Form you get even 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 a hint of consistency, yeah. I think you can you can do tenth quite easily with a team. Not quite easily because like with Benitez or Pellegrini at West Ham. But if you're Pep Guardiola and you're the best coach in the world, I think quite easily you could get a team like that to tenth. 
Right, so Sam's got that off his chest. He's been dying to do that, but Adam's got something he wants to get off his chest. And um, somebody else said something absolutely ridiculous this week. It's not just Paul, Paul Merson that's on the ridiculous chart. This guy said this. Tajidin scored for a couple of games. Yeah, okay, but there is some players also has, has the same number of goals like me, but they're saying like they have a best season of them live or them so far. There is three, four players, no one talk about them. They all just say like they have a good season. I'm the only one who has the best season. And the winner has two goals, two goals over me, just two goals. And they say, well, this is one of the best seasons for him so far. So I, I don't care too much. I just play. I want to win the Premier League. That's the most important thing for me. So that was Mohamed um, Salah um, having a breakdown by the sounds of it. What do you think, Adam? Well, so I think with Mo Salah, right, he was last season, he had one of the great seasons like, for a Premier League player. He came in in all competitions, scored 44 goals in 52 games, which is extraordinary. This season he's got 20 and 42, which is still very good. And Aguero's only scored two more of them. Fine. But the the issue is consistency. Like, if you look at Salah's last five seasons, yeah, last season he scored 44. This season he scored 20. Before that, 9, 15, 19. Fine. Respectable stats. But I don't think any of us are saying Mo Salah's having a bad season. I don't think any of us would even put that argument forward. He's just having a season that's lower than last season and people are strangely I say people I'm not sure who are strangely I think it's a, it's a theory that's out there it's, it's, it's an opinion it's a Twitter that's theory out. isn't it it's one yeah, of those to be fair we know what to think of that it, basically Twitter now is just downplaying yeah, your rivals he scored 20 goals cost. last season he scored 44 he's never ever going to get to that level again um, or so you'd think but let's look at Aguero's last five years this is one of the great Premier League strikers if not the greatest depends what what you believe. 29 goals this season in 38 games, less games than Salah's played. 30 last year in 39, 33 the season before, 29 before that and 32 before that. This is all about consistency. Aguero's having an exceptional season this season. He might win the Golden Boot, hopefully. I know he's injured so he won't be here tomorrow. But again, right, I'm going to carry on. Um, Salah, <laughs> Salah has been known this season for struggling against the top sides. Like he's, he's He's not scored many goals against the top six sides. Aguero's goals against the top six, he scored 10 goals against Spurs, 10 against Chelsea, eight against United, eight against Arsenal, seven against Liverpool. That's some of his highest goals against clubs have been against the top clubs. He's got 11 Premier League hat-tricks, equal uh, um, Shearer's record. He's just levelled himself on goals with Thierry Henry, doing it in 43 games fewer than him. I could go on, but this is So exhausting. Salah has just one goal from nine appearances against the top six in the league this season, and that was a penalty to make it 4-0 in the demolition, the 5-1 demolition of Arsenal. You see, I'm reading that off the internet. You know, there's parallels, really, with the Merson thing. Like, it's just weird. There, there's an argument about, you know, Salah and maybe he's underperforming compared to last season, yeah. which was an incredible season, but he's still having a good season. But why are you bringing Aguero into it? Why are you bringing in someone else who's like having, having a good a season in their own right? That's what I didn't get. Why Why are you saying this about Aguero? This is a man who's Premier League champion, um, who until recently is top of the league and could go top of the league again tomorrow. And it it's one of those, as Twitter would say, why are you trying to create a rivalry, Mo Salah? So, <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's another ridiculous voice note. Don't bring Aguero into it. He is one of, if not the greatest Premier League striker of all time, end. End. Thanks. End Mo Salah. So over. That's Mo Salah and Merson done. See ya. Over. <laughs>
so much more to talk about. Of course, we've got the game tomorrow night against Cardiff and then we have the FA Cup semi-final this weekend as well. We're also looking for you to help us pick the worst ever City players. That's awfully negative, isn't it? But, um, you know, and before... United. <clears throat> and United. And United, yeah. Before the Derby game, you know, quite often you get the pick the best 11. Well, we're switching it up and we're doing pick the worst 11 ever ahead of the Derby game. So if you have a look on our Twitter, MCR Footy Social, or you can have a look at the Blue Moon Rising Twitter, which is BM Rising, we want you to nominate the worst ever City player and we're going to compile that before the Derby. Right, we'll be back in a minute and we'll be speaking to a Cardiff fan. Manchester City Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Manchester City Football Social with Blue Moon Rising. Welcome back to the Manchester Football Social with Blue Moon Rising. I'm Sam Lee. I'm joined tonight by Natalie Pike and Adam Keyworth. If you want to get in touch with us, if we if we piqued your interest in the first half of the show with our rants and you want to let us know, then you can give us a call on 0345 7625. Give us a text on 87711 or tweet us most likely at MCR Footy Social. In this part, we're going to be talking pretty much about Cardiff. Uh, it's a big game tomorrow night for City. It's probably a game that people might be <laughs> overlooking. Yeah. Um, We've got, wow, there's going to be no Aguero. We'll probably look at that and think, is that going to be a big deal? Should he be saved for the Spurs game? Should he be saved for Wembley? Should he be saved for further down the line? <laughs> we'll see. Who knows? We'll cover that. Um, but first of all, we do have a Cardiff City fan. No. Not a Cardiff City fan, a Cardiff City correspondent. God, I should know the difference between fan and correspondent <laughs> by now. Um, for Wales Online, Dom Booth, how's it going, mate? And could you please tell us what City should expect from Cardiff on Wednesday night? Oh, yeah, yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, there's a difference between a, a Cardiff City fan is, and a, and a Cardiff City correspondent, as I can attest. Um, <laughs> well, who knows, really? Um, you know, Cardiff don't expect to win the game. They probably don't expect to even score a goal. Um, but, you know, they... They're still sort of reeling from this um, refereeing controversy against Chelsea the other night. So, really, if Cardiff can put in any sort of respectable performance, then uh, I would have thought they were delighted. Are they taking any sort of boost, though, from the fact you know that, that they, they they should have had a draw against Chelsea at the weekend? Well, I guess that they you know they can take positives from the uh, from the performance. They certainly pushed Chelsea all the way. They, you know. They, they weren't in controlled possession, but they never are. Um, but, you know, they, they defended very well. They'll hope to do something similar against City. Obviously, the Banks and four, the Banks and five maybe will be there. And, yeah, at the moment it feels a bit low and it feels like they've really missed an opportunity through no fault of their own. So um, it'll take some time to recover from that. Warnock, in his, um, in his fume after the game, he, he made a jibe about putting out the under-23s. Um, what can we expect in terms of team from Cardiff tomorrow? Yeah, don't worry about that. There'll be no under-23s. I think <laughs> Liverpool fans on social media were a little bit concerned about that. Not that the Cardiff first team would really, you would think, have a chance of, of causing an upset at the Etihad. But, you know, it'll be pretty much a full-strength side, I would have thought. Cardiff don't have a game at the weekend because of FA Cup action. So they've got, a, I think they've got a full 10 days after the City game before the next match. So, yeah, it should be full-strength. And, yeah, they'll go all, all out for a result if possible. You say, you say um, probably no chance. Betfair have got Cardiff City at 100-1. to 1. 
to beat Manchester City tomorrow night. It's the longest odds in Premier League history for a team to win a single game of football. Surely, surely Cardiff aren't as bad as uh, the bookies are saying. Well, surely that's worth a bet, I would have thought. Yeah, um, yeah, they're definitely better than that. I don't know what the odds were when Huddersfield played uh, at the Etihad, but I would have thought they're much less likely to get a result than Cardiff. (laughs) One, I saw Warnock said today, you know, they're going to go there and make make a performance that the team, that the fans can be proud of. In your estimation, what kind of performance would that be? Would that be the kind of banks of four, banks of five, or would it be going for it and kind of just, you know, have it, a bit of momentum, a bit of effort to maybe try and take into the Burnley game? Well, he said he said in his press conference that they're going to have a go yeah. and that... Um, you know, he doesn't want to just sit there and, and wait to get beaten because that's what will happen anyway. So it'll be, I think it'll be, it'll be as bold as as you could hope for. And you know, kind of have pace on the counter. I hope to utilise that. I hope to get in behind City's fullbacks. Obviously, stay quite high. Uh, you know, kind of don't want to go in with a defeatist attitude or serve them no good at all. So I think just just doing themselves justice would be would be a fine performance. And you know, who knows? The Premier League's thrown up these results in the past, hasn't it? And Dom, obviously, we, we, we established there that you are the Cardiff City correspondent, but we believe that you have a new job on the horizon. Oh, have you heard that? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I'm about to go and cover um, Manchester United. So, uh, just in change. Boo! So we <laughs> we, we liked you, but no, you, you're off now. But um, our, our friends on our on our on our yeah, equivalent, yes, our equivalent rival show on the Manchester Football Social will sure be speaking to you in the future. Yeah, yeah, I look forward to speaking to you just before the, uh, the Manchester Derby. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't, so that should, that should be interesting. Thanks a lot, Dom. Cheers, mate. Cheers. 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 Right, so, but big news for City, never mind Cardiff, really. Yeah. Um, there's going to be changes, um, but one enforced, no Aguero. Hmm. Does it... Uh, it's going to sound incredibly arrogant, even though I'm not a City fan, but does it make any difference tomorrow night? It's, again, try not to sound arrogant, it's probably the best time. If he's going to miss one game, hopefully it's going to be the best time. And do you know what? I think... I wonder if Pep would have considered resting him anyway yeah. for this all. I didn't put him game. in my fantasy football team for that reason. Because so. <laughs> I think we need Jesus now to play a bit more. I think he, I think he probably will play um, Saturday as well as tomorrow because I, I can't see him going near Aguero on Saturday with Spurs coming up. And we need Jesus now to get back into that run of form and get some goals because he's, we're going to need him. We're going to need him now in this running because there's going to be games where players are tired and we need to throw Jesus on and get us a goal. And we saw last season how good he was at that. So um, I I think it's probably the best time to miss out on him. I just hope that Pep wasn't being optimistic. I hope that it is just a, a slight twinge and that he hopefully will be available for Saturday, but I don't think we'll see him. No, that does seem to be the case. Um, I mean, they always kind of over, or, well downplay these injuries, yeah. but I think from the Aguero camp as well they were saying the same kind of thing you mentioned Jesus getting into the rhythm the same kind of thing should be said for Sane and Mahrez yeah, um, yeah. what have you made of those recently Nat do you think if, if they were to both start tomorrow night do you think they'd have enough to do the job 
Yeah, definitely. I feel sorry for, for, for Mares this, this season. He's really kind of been the, the, I think, the one player that's been taking a bit of stick from City fans consistently. I mean, my husband gives him immense stick every time that he plays. And, you know, surely that, you know, that can't be good for anybody's confidence levels. Obviously, he came having a, an unbelievably phenomenal season at Leicester, winning all, you know, the individual awards. He's clearly got the talent. I think we just need to really get behind him, um, you know, and give him some support because, you know, Come, come on, give the guy a break. I don't know, how, how do you feel about Mares, Adam? I mean, he's got double figures for goals and assists this season. Which so, is mad. Which That's is nice. ridiculous. He's, he's struggled in some games. And I think his issue has been less about talent and more about wanting to impress too much. I think in some games where we've seen it and it's frustrating, but I can see why often he's going for goal instead of playing the pass. And that's what winds Pep up. More than anything, you can always see it. that We know how City play. We've seen it with Sane and Sterling. Every time they get the head up, there's that switch in the brain that goes, right, cross it, because it's an easy, easy goal. And that's the kind of goal we score. Mahrez is known for scoring really nice goals. And um, he's he's a great weapon to have. And we saw earlier in the season, he was playing in the big games. He was getting picked for those big games because he keeps the ball brilliantly. It's one thing people forget. He keeps the ball at his feet. Often his final ball isn't quite there yet. But like like you say, you make a good point that the same thing applies to him as it does with Jay-Z mm. and Sane. Sane a little bit less so because we we know... He's up and down, isn't he, Sane? Yeah, it's weird. and he hasn't been half... Well, not half as good. He hasn't been as um, lethal, I don't think, this season. Last season, he... Well, coming out of Christmas up until about... Well, the Schalke first leg yeah. when he didn't play, yeah. it was like, oh no, this, he's fine, he's back. don't worry about it. But since then... Yeah, yeah. I, I do wonder what it is, but it, it's typical of Pep's management of him, that when he gets in the team, he, he'll stay in the team. But to be honest, how is he going to be getting in the team at the moment ahead of Sterling and Bernardo? Yeah. If we're playing a full team, and that's just the way it is, and that will change, one of them two will come out, or um, Bernardo might sit a bit deeper. So I think it's so vital. The other player that I really don't want to see start tomorrow through no fault of his own is Kyle Walker I think he's just played both games for England as well he could really do with the rest yeah. and Danilo's been alright hasn't he Danilo's been really good I really like him in midfield but I don't think we'll start seeing Pep playing with that at this stage No, the centre-halves are something that I can't quite get my head around I think he'll keep Laporte in do you mean for tomorrow Yeah, Laporte I think he'll keep Otamendi. Laporte in for consistency and for the baller but I think if, the thing is, Otamendi could play because he plays all the time, Company's but it's like, in. is it about time to get Stones back in? Maybe. The the thing he might be thinking is um, Cardiff's centre-forwards are often quite big mm. uh, with Zahor and whoever else they want to put up there. Patterson scores with his head as well. I wonder if, and to be honest, Ot- Otamendi, he has been in the team quite a lot recently, but he still looks a little bit rash. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And well, he's never going to get rid of that. No, as he, good a season he had last year. Yeah, he almost and lost even this it. Year, but um, I would. I think Stones will play on Saturday against Brighton. Yeah, um, we'll come on to that later on in the show. But for tomorrow, I'd like to see Danilo. I think Zinchenko will start regardless. Did you, did you hear? Um, they were talking on the Manchester Football Social on Monday night about the the PFA awards and how Bernardo Silva is nowhere in near in the reckoning in no. terms of the odds. And they read out the odds, and John Stones has better odds of winning the PFA than really? Bernardo Silva. I don't mind it. That's insane, right? It's yeah, that's weird. Mad. Well, I did I did that poll on Twitter. I can't yeah. remember when it was. Maybe after the Schalke game. I think I did one as well. Yeah. Just like I said, Maybe, right yeah. between Sterling and Bernardo Silva. Who would your player of the year be? Mainly for City fans. But I think it was about 52% 
for Bernardo Silva. There was about 10,000 votes, I think. It was really, really close. Obviously, Sterling's really taken off in yeah. recent weeks just because of, you know, the hat-tricks and, and the other headlines. England. But Bernardo Silva, for all the consistency and reliability that he showed to get to that estimation about six weeks ago, he's still been doing it as well. So it's yeah. mad that he's, he's not up there. Three goals and three assists in March. He'll probably win our Player of the Month unless Sterling wins it again. Mm. But I don't know if he'll play tomorrow. Bernardo. Yeah, well, this is it. Like I was because him and him and Sterling have been undroppable, particularly yeah. in the front line. But the thing with Bernardo is you can move him back, so maybe he'll do that. Maybe rest sit. David Silva because I think De Bruyne having featured the weekend, he'll need more minutes on top it. of that. He Fernandinho too. Yeah, they um, both start. So I, I was thinking maybe he'll put in Sterling because if you're not got Aguero's goal threat, you just keep maybe. Sterling in there on the right. But maybe it's kind of like a look, lads. I still trust you, and by lads, I mean. Sane, Mares, and Jesus. Yeah. I still trust you, despite Swansea. All three. Despite West Ham, despite... Swansea was bad, What else it? was it? And, it? and basically, they've been brought off early yeah. because they've not made an impact. But maybe he thinks, kind of under the umbrella of, I still trust you, please play well. But maybe, uh, I really need this to work. Because he needs those players to be able to come in and contribute, yeah. not as a three, but maybe one here and Let, there in the next six weeks. Let's make no qualms about it as well. Tomorrow is... Uh, in very city slang is a massive massive game well you're worried mm. about it aren't you? I, I am genuinely worried what because do well, I, don't, I don't feel worried because I don't think this is a yeah, game you're because but, it's just yeah. because you're just no worried. no no it's not it's because, <laughs> because you're a city fan it's, that's why it's complacency and we've seen it this season especially yeah. with yeah, those yeah. front three and it, that is not me pinning the blame on those three being complacent them three playing together has led to some really strange performances and the remaining games are all a lot tougher than tomorrow Palace away, Burnley away, they all the Tottenham games. Tomorrow night is the one that you can look at and go, there might be a bit of complacency. And they're all thinking, because despite what Pep says, they're thinking, weekend, FA Cup semi-final, next week, Champions League first leg. They're, they're going to have to manage A, the bodies, and B, tomorrow night's result. And that's not easy. Yeah, but they can do it because I know, I know, I know. you're talking about the world's best players and in terms of their body, we're already seeing that Aguero won't be playing and I think Jesus, this is the perfect yeah. game for Jesus to come in. He's not going to be complacent. He's going to want to take his opportunity. He scored those goals for Brazil throughout yeah, in the yeah, international true. break. He's going to be fairly fresh. Mm. Um, he's going to take this opportunity. For, I th feel as well, you know, for Cardiff, they aren't looking at this game, you know, is a possibility for them. They're looking at their next games against Burnley and Brighton who are above, directly above yeah. them in the it's league hit isn't it to, yeah. yes exactly to take to take the, the, the you know they want the points off them they don't want the points off us I think it'll be a tense one in, in the stadium tomorrow where we need that first goal be like that West Ham game and the, yeah and as soon as we get the first goal everyone will relax and then we should be okay but that's going to be important tomorrow we don't want to be going into half time at nil-nil and people start worrying and we don't then want Pep panicking and having to bring players on because we have to win tomorrow it's it's a must win if anything else is disastrous yeah, he's, he's been good at keeping that complacency yeah. in check yeah. since the very start of the season and you know for all that talk about it being tense it could be 5-0 by half time uh, so probably a good time to have a little bit yeah, of a break yeah. and then we can look forward to the Brighton game since we won't be doing a show before that just before we go away again probably better point you towards this Worst ever City 11 Premier League combined 11. So, yeah. I mean, if, if you've got any ideas on the worst ever United players that we're getting to it, feel free to let us know. But probably your listeners... I think it's probably going to be City heavy, yeah. It's probably going to be City heavy. So, yeah, the worst ever City players in the Premier League. 
Somebody mentioned MyCon the other day. I'd, I'd forgotten about MyCon. I totally forgot he existed. in away yeah. at City. So, so, um, so there, there's one, I'm there's sure. There's some good I'm memories, sure though, there's there. much worse. Yeah. When you start naming them, good memories. Yeah, so let, <laughs> so let us know, join the debate, really. Yeah, join on, in. on Twitter. At, at MCR Footy Social or at BM Rising on Twitter. And we'll see you after the break. Manchester City Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Manchester City Football Social with Blue Moon Rising. Good evening and welcome back to the Manchester City Football Social with Blue Moon Rising. I'm Adam and tonight I'm joined by Sam Lee and Natalie Pike. We've already gone through under-18s getting through to the FA Youth Cup final. Salah's comments on Aguero, Merson's comments about Pep and Rafa. Don't ask if you haven't already seen it. Check out the podcast um, because Sam enjoyed himself for that bit let's put it that way um we've talked again about the cardiff city game tomorrow night big game but this weekend lest we forget we have a semi-final in the fa cup at wembley against brighton and we've got ad on the phone from the albion raw podcast uh, brighton podcast if you want to check it out don't find it anywhere that you get your podcast from ad what are you thinking about saturday's game um, to be honest, uh, we're not yet. Um, we're more worried about tomorrow night at the moment. Um, it's, it, it's a, Saturday is a massive game for us. It's probably more massive than it is for you, uh, judging by the fact that you only managed to sell, sell 18,000 tickets for it. But, you know, Champions League tickets aren't cheap and getting down to London isn't cheap. So I mean, we can't understand the reasons for it and the game shouldn't be at Wembley in the first place. Um, but at the end, for us, most importantly, I mean, the fact that we didn't actually beat Southampton at the weekend is a little bit of a worry. Um, and we've got a big game at Stamford Bridge tomorrow, um, which no one's really given us an earthly in. Um, but I, I feel that we can actually get something from that game and we need to get some, some maybe some daylight and, and at least a, a performance, uh, a confidence-boosting performance ahead of uh, playing you lot on, on Saturday. Whenever I've been on the radio, I always get asked these stupid radio-friendly questions and they're always frustrating me, but I'm going to ignore all that and ask you one. Would you rather win the FA Cup and get relegated or stay up and just lose to City on Saturday? You're right, it's a stupid question. <laughs> it's, uh, I, it, it, it's, we, we see that on all the fans' forums and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, and it's like, why, who, why? Why do you want to know? What, it's, it's not even the thing. I mean, the fact that we got to the FA Cup final and got relegated ourselves in 1983, which is the last time we were in the, in, in the Cup semi-final as well, obviously. Um you know, it, it, it has happened, but the bottom line is, we don't. Can, can we just have both? Um, no. Most likely not. You're asking most the wrong people not. there. Yeah. Aidy, does, does it play into your hands on Saturday that you won't be expected, Brighton won't be expected to win the game? Does it almost give you a free hit, Adair or Wembley? And we've seen before, and anything can happen. I hate that cliche, but City have seen it. Does it give you yeah. just a free hit? Well, I mean, we're we're looking at this. Like, is it going to be? Is it going to be Man City? Is it going to be Schalke? Or is it going to be Wigan? Um, it's we 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 know that on your day you're capable of putting um, seven or eight past people, and um, we we know that you're also being capable of beating them. You got beaten by a small club like Crystal Palace, so. <laughs> um, 
it, it's, it's anything's possible on his day, and you know it, it is a massive day game for us on, on Saturday because you know I mean for, for a club like yourselves at the moment, I mean we know it took you a while to get back up to the top table, and obviously the, the way that the club is now and the football that you're playing now, it's getting getting to Wembley is, is is a new thing for you. But we haven't actually played there in a competitive fixture, excluding the Spurs game last season since 1983. Sorry, since well 1991 in the playoff final sorry but in the FA Cup since um, 83 so this it, it, it's a massive uh, it's a massive step for us being there um, I, I think that there will be a certain amount of of uh, Man City uh, fans possibly even players who might be taking it for granted um, but yeah, yeah, it is a, it's, it's a free hit to a certain degree. I mean, we're not going to get relegated if we lose on, on to you lot. We're just not going to get to the FA Cup final. So, um, but we want to get to the FA Cup final. It's um, amazing, Ada. You're going to have such a brilliant day, whatever happens, because Wembley is 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 brilliant. So have, I hope you have a cracking day. I mean, we but we are playing. We were talking about before that we've got Cardiff tomorrow night, and you obviously want us to beat them. Um, but you might you might have already yeah. heard that um, Aguero is is injured tomorrow. Are you hoping? that he perhaps isn't playing at the weekend does it matter <laughs> <laughs> okay oh, okay no regret oh this is Gabby Jesus or <laughs> oh, or like anyone uh, other players like oh yeah oh yeah I haven't got Aguero to worry about oh that's it there's no problem oh hang on there's De Bruyne there's Sterling there's Sane you know I mean these these are all players that are actually having absolutely wonderful seasons and, and Sterling's in the form of his life at the moment and, and from an England point of view I was watching him the other night that was just absolutely wonderful seeing him coming of age in an England shirt um we, we know we're up against it, but, you know, you went to Wembley in the FA Cup final and you lost to Wigan. <laughs> we did. Um, we did. And believe me, it haunts us. It continually haunts us. So, yeah, well, honestly... Shall I, mention, shall I mention it again? No, 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 we don't need to hear. We should. We, we almost consider banning that word Wigan on this show. But thank you so much for coming well, sorry, on. You're... So we... We ban words like Crystal Palace a lot, so that's all right. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We really wish you all, hope you have a brilliant day on Saturday. Obviously, get beat, but have a brilliant day, and thank you for coming on. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks, Aidy. Oh, thanks. Cheers, guys. Cheers. So, so, yeah, sis, we've, we've talked about the Cardiff game. We know that Aguero won't be fit. Shall, if Aguero is fit, Nat, do you want to see him play on Saturday? Yes. Ooh. Yes, I do, because... He is the greatest Manchester City player of all time and ideally I would like to see him play in every single game. I just think we are a better team when Aguero plays yeah. and um, obviously between now and I'm saying between now and the 1st of June because that is the date of the Champions League final and I am planning for the long-term optimism of this. Good. If he can play every single game, if his body can can hold up, for every, I want him to play every single game. Sam, is that clever? Uh, it, remains, it remains to be seen, doesn't it? Um, so, I mean, so far it's worked, but we still don't know what's going to happen in April. It's been all about April for about six weeks now, and we're about to find out. Um, I, think, I would think if he, I, I would, I think I'd personally rest him, but I'd probably play like Sterling and Bernardo, the, the go-to wide forwards at the moment, and just put Jesus, Jesus in the middle, and then bring Aguero back. Hopefully, that be But I can certainly, he's been keeping players in the rhythm by playing strong teams all season, yeah. so I can certainly see I that think working. This is one of those games where again a bit of a banana skin um but should we should we win that we're in another final another step towards this quadruple that we're trying to ignore talking about too much 
let, we have to, before we go, we have to talk about that Liverpool game on Sunday. Do we have to? Really? We, we're going to have to, unfortunately. They've found another goalkeeper who's apparently world-class who can't use his hands. Now, was that a bit of a blow? Because it, it, yeah. it felt, didn't it, that things might have gone our way a little bit. But Well, we talked about it as well uh, on, on this show a few times about us pinpointing this that game against Tottenham as one where we thought they would drop points. Yeah. Um, and watching it, you know, watching getting to like eight, the 88th minute and thinking, yes, yes, yes. And at that point, if you, if you watching Spurs were hammering them and they could yeah. have had a few more. And then they go and they just seem to be getting serious luck at the minute mm. and yes the cliches are you know you make your own luck champions have luck and all of that but that was so unbelievably lucky and if they had dropped points then and we'd have got you know a good old gap on them I think you know the yeah. momentum and the confidence would have soared but having said that obviously it is still with us yes yeah, Sam if City go on to win the league above Liverpool now mm. we're looking at 97 points max for City and Liverpool won't Aww. be far behind. Will will that go down as one of the greatest title wins? Yeah, absolutely. Probably the greatest. I mean, to be fair, even if Liverpool win it. Yeah, yeah, very true. Because the just this is, I mean, isn't it an unprecedented amount of, amount of points at the moment? Whoever, yeah. I mean, whoever comes second is on for an unprecedented amount of points for a runner-up. Um, so yeah, it will definitely be. I mean, to bring it back to City, after all, this is the City show. On top of last season, you think, how do you top a 100-point season? You go, go and get, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be 92, 93 or up to 97. But doing that with a team like Liverpool, who, look, have been really good in the most part, have been lucky to some extent as well recently, that really would be a way to, to cement yeah. that as probably, yeah, one, one of the best title the, wins of all time. The but then you can definitely defense. say, yeah, the greatest defence, yeah, yeah, hands down. And you could also say then definitely one of the best teams of the Premier League era, hands down. So we play tomorrow night, obviously, because it's the rearranged game from the weekend, which should have, because we're in the FA Cup yeah. finals. Liverpool play Friday night. Mm. And then, so if we win tomorrow and they win on Friday, they go back above us for a little while. Until the derby, basically. Yeah, yeah which is not worry about ideal. That? Yeah. Um, I think they've got a tough game. Southampton yeah, away, yeah, Southampton yeah. are in real trouble. So they've got one of those games that I talked about, like the Burnley game, that is tough because Southampton could really do with a result and they've been a little bit unlucky. I think win tomorrow night and I'll be happy then because then we're, we're back on track, we're on top, going into Friday, put the pressure back on them, that's all it's about now. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sick now of this bottling thing because neither team is bottling happen. this league. It's just not going to happen. No one's going to well, fall. Yeah, it might You'd do. imagine not. Well, it might do. I hope so. We've always talked so much about how long there is to go. Like, months after the Newcastle game, I was yeah. in here saying there's loads of... To, like, when Liverpool did bottle it in yeah. 2014, it was much later than this. And I don't care. If no one bottles it, we still win the league. Very true. And I'll 97 take 97 points, please. 97 points will do me. You know, and a couple of other trophies as well. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us this evening. We really appreciate your time, as always. If you aren't listening on the podcast, please do consider downloading the podcast. We will be doing a little extra um, few minutes just for the podcast. Um, if you've listened before, you'll know that we do a 60, second quest uh, 60 seconds to answer any of your questions. We'll be doing that on the podcast thank you as always for listening have a wonderful night tomorrow night and a wonderful weekend at Wembley as well Blues and we'll be back next weekend when we'll be previewing the Champions League Manchester City Football Social subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show thank you very much for listening to the Manchester Football Social with Blue Moon Rising I've been Sam Lee Natalie Pike and Adam <sighs> Keyworth good yeah good show very good, good show.
obviously we waffled on for a bit too long <laughs> and we didn't really get a chance to answer everyone's questions but seeing as this is such a popular podcast here it is on the podcast there we go so, yeah, yeah, yeah we've got some questions to get straight into yeah quick fire questions are you two ready because they are going to be quick we've it, got what is it 30 seconds to answer think questions so. posed on twitter yeah we post can on, that, can't we? and I've, I've vetted them sam so don't worry mm. it's, it's not not going to be <laughs> no i've calmed down sam report it thing. report it this is no time to be messing around no um first one are you ready yes First one is from at Soansi on Twitter, who asks, Lucas Hernandez is signed for Bayern Munich. That leaves David Alaba out in the cold. Could he make a move to City, can play left-back and central midfield? Sam, go. Uh, uh, good job I'm not Bayern Munich correspondent, because I've, I've, I've just not seen or heard much of Alaba for years now. I mean, he was one of those when Guardiola came, you'd have gone, if you can get this guy in, yeah, definitely. But... I mean, I'm not. I'm not really sure what his situation he, is. He at once the moment. said, uh, "Pep Guardiola took me to another level." Oh, 100 percent. He does that with a players. So, I mean, well, I mean, the weird thing is contradictory information, which you might get into in a bit. All I've, I've heard a lot about Ben Chilwell, but that's from the like the agent side, so it's not really that reliable. But oh, anyway, I'm yeah. carrying on. But I've also heard they might not even. Well, they might prefer a right back to a left back. Really? Watch, watch this space. Really? Yeah, Ooh. they love bombshell. New contact from Zinchenko. Do you think Zinchenko, this is going right off topic, do you think Zinchenko is a long-term left-back? They or a long-term... Yeah, I think he's going to get a five-year five deal. And he deserves that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are breaking the we, rules. We went, we there are no rules. There are no, these are our okay. rules. This is the podcast. We're, we're not stuck yeah, for too much time. There's no rules. We can... Yeah. Yeah, so we're talking about so. politics. So, sorry, I, need to, I think I need to go back to this. What, they're looking for somebody to replace uh, Walker? I'm not sure. I just keep hearing stuff about... Bombshell. Right back. That's going to be on Twitter. Oh, I mean, honestly... Yes, yeah, City to replace Walker. Sam, honestly, some, somebody, said the other, somebody said to me the other week, and I'm not sure how, how true this is, but they don't even want a left-back at all. I'm like, this guy normally knows what he's talking Maybe about, Mendy but I'm kind of taking is, a bit of a pinch of salt with that. Is okay, then. We will well, see. yeah, I think Mendy's in Last Chance Saloon, but maybe Zinchenko, is, they, they love him. Right, let's go on to question... But Ben Chilwell, maybe, don't forget. Yeah. Question two. Um, let's change things up. <laughs> this is fun because this was sent in from one of our own, who I'm going to ask to answer her own question. So, <laughs> at Natalie Pike asks, is Sergio Aguero Manchester City's greatest ever player? Natalie Pike. Yes, he is. Obviously, it's always been between him and David Silva. Fans and Danny and I argue often about this. And I was caving in to David Silva for the last few years. But now, this season, with the phenomenal season that he's having and the absolute consistency over the last five years, Sergio Aguero is the greatest ever Manchester City player. Sam? Yeah, um, yeah, I agree with that, basically. It's always been David Silva because it's making the team tick, but Aguero has been up there, and now Aguero in the last two seasons has been playing the best football of his career, and also the 93-20 goal builder statue. Yeah, stick the statue on the stand that we name after Aguero. We're really flouting these rules. Yeah, yeah, they're, but they, it was still like chiming as you were yes, speaking, was. so I'm yeah. okay with that. It counts. Yeah. Yaya Torre is also in there for me, but that's a story for Three. another day. Three. Another day. Um, next question. Uh, this is from at Bashial on Twitter. He asks, what is the current situation with Gundogan? Would you like him to stay and will he stay? So we'll start with you, Sam, about Mm. will he stay? Go. Will he stay? I really don't think he will. I don't don't think that's going to happen now. Um, I think what Guardiola was saying in a press conference recently about if he was was 100% about staying, he would have signed it. That was far more open and honest from Guardiola than he normally is about um, contract situations and that kind of thing. I... 
at the moment, basically as it stands, he's mm. going to go. He's not going to sign one. I'm pretty sad about that. Is he um, go yeah, this summer, th- do you think? Yes. Well, I, I, well, I don't think City will allow him to go for free. Yeah. So it's basically get as much value as possible. I think it's sad if he does go because I think he's always had such huge potential. Yeah, and oh. he's been brilliant recently. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm pretty sad about that one. That's that was bad news. Sorry, Bashiel, if you were hoping he was going to stay. But like you say, Pep often wants his players to sign if they want to sign. He's not going to he's not going to wrestle anyone into signing. Next question. Um, this will be the final one. This is an interesting one from uh, at City Till I Die ninety nine on Twitter, who asks Sal Niguez, Is there any truth in this rumor? Sam, we're coming back to you again. Right, can I say, first off the bat, I don't know, but I can give you a glimpse behind the journalistic curtain and how much of a shambles it is, or maybe just how much uh, I've got bad sources. The first day that story came out, um, basically the gist of it was, from the agency side, they said that City had gone to them and asked about him, but nothing since. From the City side, they said the agency had come to them and said he's for sale, and City said, well, we're not interested. Um, So I was like, okay, so that's nothing. The next day, somebody said, oh yeah, City do want him. Okay, right, I didn't know. Until yesterday, somebody said, no, he's going to go to United. Right, I'm carrying on. Um, <laughs> you can start the timer again if you want, but I'm carrying on. So yesterday, somebody said, no, he's going to go to United. Here we go. Um, so I was like, okay, I can forget about it. Went to the under-18s game last night, spoke to somebody else, and he said a first-team player at City had told him that Sol Niguez is going to sign for City this summer. And I was like, right, that sounds good. Spoke to somebody else this morning who has spoken to the guy who co-authored the original article, and apparently that was a big misunderstanding, and he is indeed going to United and not City. And then somebody else messaged me today and said, the bloke who messaged me the first time and said they do want him, he said, I've spoken to my guy again, and he says City are quietly confident it's going to happen. So basically, I have absolutely no idea This this screams again. How many times are we going to have City and United tug of war for a player? It's going to be a lot now. This And this one that came out of nowhere, this one excites me. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, I really like him. So this would be a lot of money, though, isn't it? That's what I, that's why yeah. I kind of can't I, see it. Either. He's twenty-five. I heard a hundred and fifty million pound release clause. Yeah, I think that's what they can get him for eighty. That's what they're going to do. Well, there's some kind of chat about eighty, but where's that actually come from? I don't know, but I think United are going to go all out for Jaden Sancho. But that's for another show. Sal Niguez is only twenty-four, though. Mm. He signed, so he signed a, the thing is, he signed a nine-year contract, didn't he? A couple <laughs> years ago, so it's like yeah, contracts. Don't of course, they can just David Moyes is still under contract. Did you see that Jordi Alba's got a release clause of four hundred twenty-eight million pounds? Yeah. I saw today that Real Madrid want five hundred million euros for Rafael Varane. Fantastic! If we all put it together, <laughs> we'll we'll buy him. Why uh, not? Just our wages from this show. Hooray! Yeah. But that was that was great. It was good to be able to get that in the podcast because I know that people like it in the show. We'll try and fit it in the show every week, but it's nice for you guys who download the podcast, subscribe to the podcast. We'll give you this extra. And if you have any questions for next week, get involved at MCR Footy Social or at BM Rising. Thank you, everyone. Thanks. Thank good show. And we'll Thank see you, you next Thank week. You. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. 
Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 